For 39 years, Bridge City Church has been one church with one vision that we have implemented faithfully. You see, it all started in 1982 with a handful of people meeting every Sunday throughout the East Pittsburgh area. Four years later, 75 people were brave enough. They responded in faith, and they knew that God wanted more for our church. So those 75 people gave $75,000 for our first permanent church home. And since then, we have seen lives transformed like you would not believe. We've seen hurting hearts healed, broken marriages restored, the addicted set free, and hopeless people have found purpose for their life. 14 years ago, we knew that God was calling Bridge City Church to something bigger. So again, we came together as a church, responded in faith, and believed God, and we gave generously to see God expand into other communities. We launched our first campus with 42 people in the Murraysville Community Center, and we have continued to launch campuses throughout Pittsburgh since then. We've spent the last 13 years making a big difference as one church in several locations. Along the way, God has continued to bless our church as we have seen countless lives changed and transformed. All these things are amazing, and the people who have given so much in the past should be honored because we have been so blessed to be a part of all that God has done. One of our core beliefs at Bridge City Church is that we believe that we do not settle. We believe in bold initiatives, and we will continue to take steps of faith and take risk. Our mission is to see as many people as possible, that's right, as many people as possible begin a relationship with God and become fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. We believe that God once again is calling His people, our church, to one vision that will transform us, our church, our community, and even the world. God has given us one clear vision, not just for our generation, but for generations to come. And this is our one moment, just like those 75 people in 1986, we get to do something that will impact Bridge City Church for decades to come. So it's my prayer that we will join together and will you stand with me and our leaders to seize our moment and believe that together we have one glorious hope for the future. him right now let's just honor him come on let's just give God a great big hand thank you so much thanks God come on thank you Lord Woo. and while you're standing let's welcome everybody joining us online let's give them a great big welcome thank you so much for joining us tonight online thank you so so much amen you could be seated here we are how many of y'all are excited tonight how many of y'all didn't know what to do with yourselves this morning with no church? How many of y'all got to about 10.30 and you said to yourself, staying home on Sundays isn't all it's cracked up to be. Come on, somebody. It was like, what am I going to do? Come on. But I'm so glad we're here tonight and we're here to mark this moment. And I'm just so excited that you're with us here. I don't know if you know this or not, but um, last count, there was 93 people serving to make this happen tonight. Can we thank all them? Thank you so very much, everybody. Thank you. Wow. 
and uh, everybody that uh, worked so hard to pull this all together, and uh, we're just so excited to be here. Before I share a word in my heart with you tonight, um, I, it's my distinct honor and a privilege to introduce to you somebody that's going to come up and share a few moments, but I'm just so thankful for this person in my life. I'm so thankful for their faith, their faithfulness, their friendship, and what they mean actually to our church. They serve as a part of our accountability team. And uh, they, they help us lead, they help direct, he helps us lead, he helps us direct in so many ways. And uh, I, it's just, just an honor. And I want you all to stand to your feet and give a great big welcome, Pastor Keith Tusi, our founding pastor. Come on up and uh, come on. Amen. Have a seat, please. Well, good evening. We're going to start good and end great tonight. I'm just telling you what, I'm just telling you what the end result's going to look like, all right? I got a couple just real quick things on my heart I'd like to just share with you because what's going to happen tonight is not something we're doing. It's something we're becoming a part of even to a greater degree. Uh, you know, I was, I was thinking today, and I was at worship and just enjoying the Lord and his presence and uh, a couple things were just stirred up in my heart. I remember when we uh, dedicated that building, I had made a big leadership mistake. I'd put the dedication date in cement. And I was driving people like a rented mule. I'll just tell you, I, I, I repented. I, I don't think I do that as bad anymore. But we were, I remember the carpet guys coming in on Wednesday and say, well, when, when are you going to open? I said, on Sunday. They said, impossible impossible but we were still painting and people were coming right from work and you know we had guest speakers coming in and I, it, it was not good leadership on my part I you know it, it, it was good that I had a date but I should have like made it more realistic <laughs> but I walked in one afternoon a lot of the guys were coming right from work ladies coming from work we had you know kids in tow we were ordering pizza I mean we were literally working around the clock and uh, I walked in one afternoon, I think I'd been down to see somebody at the hospital, and Rob Benedetti was at the middle door in the back of the sanctuary in North Braddock, and he was, I just stood in the door, and I walked in the door, he was humming and singing, and, and you know, when someone's flown in something, just get around them. You know, I mean, that's one of the secrets of spiritual growth, is when somebody's got a grace happening in their life, just get up next to them and get whatever they got. So I went over there because I needed whatever he had, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> I was a little worn out too. And I just got up next to him and he was saying, and, he's, and I said, Rob, like, what's happening? He goes, I was just thinking, I'm going to walk my daughters down this aisle someday. That's vision. Sarah was six years old, I think, at the time. So that's, that, he wasn't planning on doing it right away. But that always stuck with me about in the midst of something, you're plugging into where you're going, not where you're at. I want to say that again. In the midst of something, you've got to plug into where you're going and not where you're at. And this is not just about where the church is going. This is where you are going. When you enter in, and you know, when the cloud moves, the cloud moves for everybody. The blessings under the cloud are for everybody. It's not just the church. You're the church, right? And there really is a corporate anointing that comes on people when they get in that flow. And I want to just admonish you tonight to start thinking in greater realms of God's provision in your own life for whatever you need. You know, one of the things about tonight that really 
it made me just pleased is probably the word leading up to this. You know, when Pastor Rick first started talking about doing it, I, I was cheering him on. I said, we, we're due. We, this, is, this is great. You know, when I talked to the elders, I, I encouraged them. I said, this, this is the hand of God. We've got to do it. And then, this, then the COVID thing hit. And you know what they did? They, they, they kept marching. Hallelujah. Listen, storms do not change your destination when you're following God. They may change the way you get there. You know, when Paul got shipwrecked, he didn't say, I'm giving up going to Rome. He was still going to Rome. He was just going to take a few extra boats to get there at this point. Are you with me? And so you had great leaders that really prayerfully considered this and kept marching on. And in the midst of this, you know what they kept doing? They kept doing ministry. They kept sowing into things. As a matter of fact, it was about two weeks ago, Pastor Rick made a big missions commitment to help plan a Bible school internationally overseas. And I'm sure he's going to be telling you about that. But, you know, in the midst of building a building, we're still building the kingdom. So, you know, as far as the leadership, give your leaders a hand tonight, would you please? Amen. Your, your pastor, your elders, your, your campus leaders, you know, I, I've, I've checked with each one of them over the months, you know, because you can just go along with something or you can buy in, and they bought in, hallelujah. So that's, that's really great. And so I want to encourage you to do the same thing uh, with your heart. About six years ago, as I was preparing to leave Living Hope Church and turn, turn over to Pastor Doug Allen, the Lord put it in my heart, and I share with our, with our elders I said, I believe God wants us to pay off all our facilities before I turn it over to Pastor Doug so he's got a clean slate. And we were doing great financially. We didn't have a financial concern. Paying the mortgage was not an issue. We paid extra. We had money for our staff. We, we literally were prospering on every point. But the Lord put this in my heart. And in a matter of months, we just knocked out hundreds of thousands of dollars and, and paid it off. It was a move of God that was happening in our church with people just like you, okay? People that go to work and grind it out 40, 50 hours a week, they're already tithing, they're already giving, but they saw something bigger. And so one Sunday after church, I was just sitting in my office, and I was just, I was just very grateful in my heart. I was, being, I was moved in my heart about the generosity that was happening and, and I, I had one of those Holy Spirit, you ever get one of those taps? That's the only way I can describe it. And the Lord says, do you know why I'm doing this? You know, when God asks you a question, it's not because he doesn't know the answer, right? It, it, he's, he's, it's because you think you know the answer. And you say, no, Lord, I don't know. He said, what I'm doing corporately is a template for what I want to do for people individually. I want them to be financially free. I want men to prosper. I want their businesses to prosper. I want their jobs to prosper. And I just went back to the church that next Sunday and been proclaiming that. It was amazing as we tracked it, how many people that year had significant increase in jobs and promotions and business and commissions. It was, it was a wave that wasn't just about a church building. Do you understand that? There's a corporate anointing that you get to be a part of and get under. This is not just a what are you going to do. This is a what are we going to do thing tonight, amen? And as you see those blessings coming, it's already, it's already coming, you know what you got to say? I'm in the same line. That's part of me. That's a, that's a, that's a down payment. The, 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 the word in Ephesians 1 is an earnest, an earnest, okay? In, in God's vocabulary, there's more where that came from is what that word means. And so I'm just telling you, God is not short, amen? And this is a template for some of you 
not just to buy into what God wants to do with some buildings and property, which I think is really important because to possess the land, you've got to have some. Just a thought, okay? But what he wants to do in some of your lives, some things maybe the enemy has stolen, maybe some generational curses that are broken, maybe some issues of poverty, maybe some doubts about your own ability, maybe some business ideas that have been put on hold, maybe some seed that you've sown that has not yet come back. This is that time. God is not shorthanded. And I'm so glad I get to be a part of it. I bought my pledge card tonight. I'm, a, I'm not going to miss this, okay? I, I called Pastor Rick a couple weeks ago. I said, where is my packet at? You better get your people on the ball. I have not got my packet yet. I wasn't going to be cheated. Hey, listen, if, if God's handing out blessings and favor, I'm, you know, I'm just like, I can, I'll take more. Are you with me? And, and I believe this is fertile ground. And uh, I think if we could just have the, the kind of vision that, that Pastor Rob had and think 15 or 20 years from now of the people that will come through that door. Some will be getting married. Some will be getting buried. Some will be getting baptized. But they'll be coming through the door because the kingdom is going to stand at your campus in Jesus' name. God bless you. Just hold on. Amen. All right. Amen. Listen, go to uh, Luke chapter 9. I'm going to just share some word with you tonight and build your faith. What This one vision campaign is all about discipleship and faith. How many of y'all could use a little more faith? How many of you could use a little more discipleship? Come on, I'm speaking to the right crowd. And I believe that. And I believe we're in the middle of a holy moment right here. I really believe that with all my heart. I'm so thankful for those 75 people that gave 75,000. I don't know that they were or we were thinking of you at that moment, but I'm so glad every step of the way with our church, we never got to a place where we've been there, done that. We've never gotten to a place where we're good enough. We've never gotten to a place where we said, oh, we've arrived, we're good. As a matter of fact, the moment you say that and the moment you hear myself or one of our leaders say that, listen, we're about to dry up. Are you with me? Because we believe in a God of miracles. Did you sing the same song I did tonight? I believe in a God of miracles. I believe in a God who wants to build our faith. And I believe that miracles show up to a people who are prayed up, planned up, prepped up, powered up, praised up, and ready to put up their biggest offering ever. That's what I believe. And I first of all want to thank the leaders of the church who gave in advance. I want to thank them and honor them. Because we're hitting tonight in stride. $949,000 has already been committed. Are you with me? That's 65 households did that. 65. That's about 20%. 20%. Of the, of the church that did that right now. Way to go, church. And I want to read to you out of, out, of, out of a story you probably heard before, Jesus feeding the 5,000. How many of you ever heard that before? It's, it's, it's the only miracle besides the resurrection that's recorded in all four Gospels. All four Gospels record this, and so I think God wants to get our attention with faith. I think God wants to move us forward, and God wants to show us some things with faith. And Jesus is in the middle of teaching, and he's in the middle of revival, and he's in the middle of, you know, do, doing it all here. In, in, in this moment, in Luke chapter 9, 
verse 12, late in the afternoon. Everybody say late. late. That, means, that means the meeting started early and it went late. Like, like, like the meeting, let's say it started at 10 o'clock and then it was like 11 o'clock and Jesus is still going. And then 12 noon, it's like he's still going. And then it's like 1 o'clock and he's still going. And then 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock. Now I think we're starting to get late in the afternoon. Are you with me? It's similar to sitting in a church and it's like one week of one vision campaign teaching. Two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. Late. And so it's going on and on, but Jesus is teaching and he's healing. Well, you know what, you know what's so remarkable about this text? Is that they never record what he was teaching. Now, we know in a, in a little bit in this text, a whole bunch of people got fish and chips. They remembered the fish and chips, but they didn't have an idea of what he was teaching. Come on. And so here he goes, late in the afternoon, the 12 disciples came to him and said, send the crowds away to the nearby villages and farms so they can find food and lodging for the night. There's nothing to eat here in this remote place. So, so here they are, it's going on and on, and, and it's, like, it's like, excuse me, Jesus, excuse me, Jesus, um, they're tired. And uh, we ain't got nothing. Maybe you could send them away. I mean, that, that, that sounds like a good idea, right? Let's just send them away. Let's, let's just get going with this. But Jesus, in verse 13, Jesus says to them, you feed them. I just want to let you know that Jesus is not afraid of the big ask. It's like, I'm not going to do it. You do it. You feed them. <laughs> could, you, could you just see Peter looking at James and John and says, do you have food? Does anybody here have food? Because well, we ain't got no food. And Uber Eats doesn't come out here. We're in a remote place. Come on. Uber Eats does not come here. We're in a remote place. Uh, like, we're just going to have to, like, we're just going to see what happens. And he says, okay. Um, and so, but then they said, okay, we have, we have five loaves of bread and two fish. They answered. Or are you expecting us to go and, and buy enough food for this whole crowd? For there were about 5,000 men there. And, and Jesus replied, tell them to sit down in groups of 50 each. It's like Jesus doesn't even, they have a need and, and he's given them something to do, but they don't, he doesn't even, like, listen to them. Have you ever felt that way? Jesus? like, Jesus, I'm not sure how this is going to work. I don't know how this is going to work. And Jesus doesn't even listen. He just says, tell them to sit down. I mean, think about this. There's 5,000 men. That was just men, not including family. There was most likely about fifteen to 20,000 people there. How would you like to be the one that stands up and say, okay, excuse me. We're all going to get in groups of 50 now. We're going to count off to 50, okay? It's going to take 400 times, but we're going to get there, okay? Okay, you start here, one, two, three, four. I mean, how would you like that job? Come on, that's really what, the, what he's thinking here. He's like, it's like, okay, come on. But you know how you prepare a miracle? You have to admit you have a need. But not just admit you have a need. Admit that Jesus has asked you to do something you can't do on your own. 
See, it's not your need that moves God, but we have to come to a place where God has asked us to do something that we cannot do. Physically, financially, emotionally, any other way, we can't make it happen. But God is not afraid to ask us to do things that we cannot do on our own. So we have to go back and say, well, God, you asked me to do this. But we have to admit that we can't fulfill what God wants to do just in our flesh. It's going to take faith. He did give them something impossible to do. So then the second way you prepare for a miracle is you have to assess what you have. What, like, what do you have? Five barley loaves and two fish. Can, can, can you, be, like, I want you to think about this moment here. Five barley loaves and two fish. And in John, they say that a, a, a boy gave the fish, the fish and bread. Either he had leftovers or he was the only one that came prepared. Am I right? Now, I, I personally believe, this is just my personal feeling, that when a boy shows up with five barley loaves and two fish, it's like the boy that shows up at the cafeteria at school with celery and carrot sticks and hummus and organic juice. There's a reason he had it left over. Come on. Give his right arm for a hostess snack. Come on. Well, anyways, I, I can't prove that in the text, but I'm just saying. So he, he, he says, okay. This is what we do have. So you've got to assess what you do have. And you've got to be willing to give it. So Jesus took the five loaves and two fish. He looked up towards heaven and blessed them. And then breaking the loaves into pieces, he kept giving the bread and fish to the disciples so they could distribute it to the people. Now I want to let you know that if we want to see a miracle, we have to be willing to give things to Jesus, allow him to bless it, break it, and distribute it how he sees fit. Many people aren't getting their miracle because they're not willing to get broken. They're not willing to just submit to Jesus and say, break me into pieces. Jesus, I want this blessing, but I'm willing to be broken for you here. So how do you prepare for a miracle? Number three, you have to activate your faith and give it to God in obedience. See, God responds to faith, not need. God responds to faith, not overflow, not extra. Because people have come to me and says, why three years for this initiative? Because, I mean, I don't know about you, but sometimes it took the disciples like three years to get it about Jesus. Sometimes it takes time to get faith. Sometimes it takes time to understand what God is doing. And God wants to do something to affect a generation and affect people for eternity, not just give us a good church service. Are you with me? So we have to activate faith and give it to God. Number four, we have to allow God to bless and break what we give to him. We have to activate faith and obedience. That's what we're going to do, faith and obedience. And then we give it to God and say, God, would you bless this and break this? That's what we do. Now here, it's pretty funny here. At this moment, I could see the disciples saying, saying like, we gave Jesus, we gave Jesus the fish 
and, and the loaves. And like and all the disciples are sitting like standing over here saying, give it to him. Give it to him. He he knows what to do. Give it to him. That's right, give it to him. And so like here and he blesses it and looks up to heaven, he breaks it. But then I believe personally at this moment, it was the same bread and fish at that moment. That's how I that's how I believe the story. It's, it was the same thing. And it was like, couldn't you see the disciples going, it's gonna happen any minute. Just keep watching, keep watching, don't blink. Do not blink. Just keep staring, keep looking, because it's going to happen. Something's going to, I'm just like, like it's, it's going to happen. And so at this moment, I just want to let you know, because they were, they were willing to submit it to Jesus, that the miracle didn't necessarily happen in Jesus' hands, it happened in the disciples' hands. I believe that when he handed it to the disciples to distribute accordingly, that's where the miracle began to multiply. And the miracle doesn't, be, the miracle doesn't become a miracle in multiplication until he blessed it, broke it, gave it back, and they distributed it. So what we're going to do is we're going to receive a commitment in faith and believe God for a miracle that he's going he, he, to bless it and he's going to break it and he's going to distribute it so that a generation and more people's lives can be changed forever. Are you with me? Because the people in the back of the line, back in the back with the, the 20,000 people, they couldn't see what was happening. It's like, do you think, do you think there'll be tartar sauce? I like cocktail sauce, Julia. I hope this is a fish fry like the fireman's thing. I like the fireman's fish. They couldn't understand it. But the miracle happened when they obeyed in Luke 9, 17. They all ate as much as they wanted. And afterward, the disciples picked up 12 baskets of leftovers. Church, I'm believing for some leftovers. I'm believing for leftovers. I'm, I'm believing for leftovers. I'm believing for that. And, I, and, and all the disciples, they got a doggy bag to go home. Come on. So, so that's, that's what we do. So the last part of preparing for a miracle is this. We have to anticipate what God is going to do through us, not just for us. How many of you are anticipation of what God wants to do through us? So here it is. If we want a miracle, this is it. We have to realize God has given us as a people something too big that we can, uh, we can do on our own. How many of y'all believe that? Come on, I want to assess to see if we're in a miracle place tonight. How many of y'all uh, just assess what you have? We're gonna, yeah, that's what you did. You came in here tonight, you assessed what you do have, and then you said, God, would you expand it and let it be a faith number because without faith, I can't, it doesn't honor God. How many of y'all assess what you have but assess what God has? Come on now. And then how many of you are ready to activate your faith? Because it's faith and obedience. And then what we need to do is allow God to bless it. How many of y'all are willing to God to bless it? And then we need to anticipate what God will do. I'm in anticipation of what God will do. Because it's about generations. It's about making heaven bigger and hell smaller. And our God is a generous God. And whatever ticks the devil off, count me in. That's why I'm into it. Because people, this is not about the money. It's about faith being released. And I want to see more people delivered. I want to see more people filled with the Holy Spirit. Am I in the right place tonight? Come on, am I in the right place? That's what we, that's what I want to see. It's about those things. 
But it's all about that generosity. That's why I came tonight. And I prepared for a miracle. That's what I came for is a miracle. Not just a financial one. That's where it starts. But you know what? I'm believing God. God's going to do something supernatural in hearts tonight. Are you with me? So as Pastor Gary comes up here tonight, we're going we're gonna to partake of communion tonight. Because we don't get an opportunity to get everybody together like this all the time. So as he's coming up, I want to let you know, if you do not have communion, uh, the elements, the, the, the juice and the bread when you came in, if you raise your hand, the usher is going to come quickly to you. So if you do not have them, raise your hand, and uh, they're going to make their way to you. Pastor Gary, lead us in this time. Thank you so much. Hey, just, just again, just get yourself prepared. All right, right now I just want to encourage you to, can you just take a deep breath? Just, there's a lot going on. Right now, we want to remember why we're here in the first place. All right, we want to remember why we're here. And we do have a scripture. If the guys can put that up. This is... Paul speaking to the new Christians in the city of Corinth. And he said this, he says, for I pass on to you what I received from the Lord himself. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord took, Lord Jesus took some bread, gave thanks to God for it, broke it in pieces and said, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper saying, this cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it. And we celebrate communion, in, I believe, in its most simple sense because we suffer from spiritual ADD and we forget what this is all about. The reality that Jesus Christ is who he said. You know, Jesus asked the disciples, who, who do you think that I am? And Peter said, you're the Messiah. You're the one we've been waiting for. You're the son of the living God. And it was on that revelation that we sang about when Jesus said, upon this rock, this revelation, I will build my church. And we are here to remember Jesus, that it's about him. Everything that we do, everything I live for, everything I act upon, everything that my wife and I dedicate even to this, this vision campaign is for the glory of God because we remember him. It gets complicated when we forget who he really is. You know, in the, in the scripture there, Jesus said, this, this is the blood of the new covenant. You know, the Jews were waiting over 600 years for this covenant. And it's a covenant where, where Jeremiah prophesied. He said, God's, look, no, you're not gonna need anybody to tell you about God. God's gonna write his laws right on your heart. He's now gonna live inside of you and he's going to forgive your sin and remember it no more. That is good news. And that is what we want to share. But we won't share it if we don't remember it. Let's remember what our faith is in. Who our faith is in. The risen king. The risen king. That's why it's so easy to be here.
That's why it's so easy to serve. That's why it's so easy to sacrifice. Because he is who he said he is. Let's pray. Father, we come before you, Lord, and we thank you for the gift of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father, that you gave us such convincing proofs. You are the Messiah. We believe you are God. We believe you died, rose again, conquered death, and you're coming back to get us in the future. Father, we thank you, and we live our lives as a thank you for you laying down your life and shedding your blood. Let's eat and drink together in celebration and remembrance of what he's done for us. founder of the feast. Amen. As you finish your elements, you can put that under your seat and that'll be picked up later. Pastor Rick. How many of y'all believe in holy moments? I believe in that with all my heart. sacrifice of Jesus. Wow. If you don't have a commitment card, if you just slip up your hand, the ushers will get you one. And when every, every household represented, you can have one. So just keep your hand up. Those guys are making their way in. They knew they're prepared here. Very good. Just keep your hand up. If you need a pen, we'll get you a pen too. I'm so thankful Jesus never said sorry don't do the whole going to earth thing so glad he didn't say I'm sorry I'll do everything but the cross I'm so glad at Bridge City Church never got to a point where said sorry we don't we don't do new campuses. We don't launch works. I'm so glad we never got to a place. How many of y'all are thankful for that sacrifice? I'm asking everybody that you're going to fill out your card, and we gave you a gift profile. The gift profile that um, that we have different levels of uh, of giving, and you can give something in between there. Uh, any, any offering there, obviously the top one or the lead gifts, but we heard a great message last week in all four of our locations all about it's not the size of the gift, but it's the size of the heart and it's faith. Amen? How many of y'all believe that? I believe that. And so right now in this holy moment, I want you to take your, your commitment card that you wrote on. I just want you to hold it. I want you to hold it in your hand right now, and I just want you to present it to God. Just in, in your just way right here is to say, God, this is my faith. I, I admit I have a need. You've asked me to do something that's going to require faith, and God, I've assessed what I have, and I'm going to activate my faith. I'm going to allow you to bless it, and I'm going to anticipate what you're going to do through this. 
In just a, a moment, everybody's going to have an opportunity to respond. But before that moment, I'm going to ask our pastors and wives and elders and wives and, and, and Pastor Keith, you're going to join us here. And they're going to go first and present their commitment before God because I just want to make sure you, you see that leaders, we never ask people to do something we're not willing to do. That's the way we were trained. It's the way we were trained. So at this time, pastors and wives and elders and wives only, if you could come forward. Some leaders, their their number actually changed between the time they gave and now. I'm thankful for that. But I'm thankful to you, and I'm thankful for this moment. Those that are joining us online, you're going to see at the bottom of your screen a way that you can give online. You can you can do your commitment online right now. You can join with us right now in this moment. You can do that. So go to the website and join church. Let's stand up together. I'm going to pray a mighty blessing on you. And then we're going to begin to praise God. Well, pastor, we don't know the number yet. No, 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 no. God honors faith and he honors sacrifice. And if I knew the number, it wouldn't need to take faith. So we're going to honor God and we're going to worship and we're going to praise him in just a moment. And everybody's going to come down the center and you're going to drop your card and you're going to go out around the sides back to your seat. And we're going to worship God and we're going to have ourselves a, a praise party in the house tonight. So Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, for the opportunity to give, the opportunity to sacrifice, the opportunity to honor you, Lord. And I pray, Father, that as a result of what happens here tonight, Lord God, that there's going to be, that heaven really is going to get bigger and hell smaller. Lord God, and that young people that are back in the back right now and that are, are getting ministered to, that they are going to get strengthened and they're going to be encouraged. And, and God, we're not going to lose one to the world in Jesus' name. One's too many, God. So God, we thank you for this moment. And I praise you, God, and honor you, God, in the name of Amen. So as they lead us, I just want you to begin coming down these center aisles. Come on, come on down, church. Let's let there be praise in the house right now. Come on. Let there be praise. Come on down and you'll go out the sides.